Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Light It Up. It's Transformation Tuesday, good people. And while we are dealing with our new reality and way of living due to COVID-19, which includes practicing social distancing and working remotely or homeschooling our children or monitoring their progress as they participate in e-learning activities, it is still a day for us to be thankful. There are a lot of lessons um, to be learned from all of this. But before I get into this week's episode, I want to take a moment uh, to share a few highlights and shout outs. First, this is the 10th episode of Light It Up. I am grateful that I've been able to provide consistent, consecutive content for the last uh, 10 weeks. It is a challenge, to be quite honest, you know, trying to balance working a full-time job, raise three teenagers, uh, manage a household, and then record a weekly podcast. But I am up for the challenge and truly enjoy and appreciate having this platform and opportunity to share my perspective with each of you. And speaking of appreciation, if I didn't say it before, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for rocking with me week after week. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you to all of my listeners for your continued support and encouragement. In fact, I'd like to also take a moment to give a special shout out to a few people who have left reviews for the podcast. I realize um, that I had not shared some of the reviews that I've received, and I really apologize for that. I guess I am always running and have so many things on my mind that I fail to acknowledge the good people who have taken time to share feedback about Light It Up. So, as they say, there's no time like the present. Um, My first review is from Evita. Uh, Evita said, and she's actually, she was actually my first uh, review, reviewer, the first person that I got a message from. Um, but she said, thank you so much for another enlightening episode. You gave me some things to think about. I have a lot of things to change this year. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm going to send the link to the podcast to as many people as I can. Thank you much. Oh, Evita, thank you for taking time to send a message. Um, I'm glad that you find the episodes to be enlightening. I appreciate that. You have always been a great supporter of mine. So I truly appreciate you for who you are and just the person that you are Um, always giving of yourself to others. So thank you so much. Um, I also received a review from Tamika. Tamika says, Hi, Agina. I hope this message finds you in great spirits. 
I just wanted to tell you that I follow your Women Who Persevere page on Facebook and I listened to your podcast and I absolutely love it. I shared it with a few people and they loved it as well. Thank you, Tamika, for your message. I am so happy that you enjoy the show and thank you so much for following my Women Who Persevere page on Facebook as well. Um, For those of you who don't know, I published uh, a book, Women Who Persevere, Navigating Motherhood with Power and Grace. And so there's a Facebook page uh, for that. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, You can also, Tamika, and for the rest of you, check out uh, the Light It Up Facebook page. Um, Again, that's also on Instagram, too. So please keep listening to the show, Tamika, and Please continue to share it with your friends and family. So thank you so very much uh, to both you, Tamika, and Evita for taking time to send positive, positive, positive vibes my way about the show. Um, Again, I appreciate it. You just don't know how much I appreciate getting the feedback about the different episodes. It's very encouraging. And it helps me to keep going. So, thank you. You know, um, last week, I tried something different with the podcast. I had my first guest on the show, but there was a bit of a twist. Um, The interview was also video recorded. So, if you want to check it out, that episode is also posted on the Light It Up Facebook page, as well as YouTube. Um, My guest was social impact strategist and nonprofit leader, Kashana Island. So she was my first guest on the Light It Up segment uh, called Mom Boss. Um, So that was an exciting uh, episode uh, to have my first guest and be able to interview um, someone who is definitely making moves um, and is very resilient in balancing being a nonprofit leader, social impact strategist, being a mom. So check out the episode. You can also find the link uh, to the interview as it is streaming or on YouTube. You can find that in show notes for episode nine. Um, So you can go back and check that out if you want to uh, watch the interview. Um, But I plan to switch things up at least once a month with the podcast by bringing someone on the show for an interview. So you'll have the option to listen or watch the podcast. Um, And of course, with Corona in our midst, I have to make sure that I practice social distancing. So I'll use alternative measures for the uh, for the video component. Um, I was trying to have guests in house, you know, make it comfortable. um, And we just kind of chat on the sofa, but I'll have to... um, be creative like we all have been. So stay tuned for updates on my on who my next guest uh, will be. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. So now here's the real question of the day. I want to know how are all of you holding up out there? Um, I know it's been a different world for us over the past two weeks or so, um, or really the last month. Um, But things got real, so to speak, I think, within the last two or three weeks. This COVID-19 pandemic um, 
has really changed life as we know it, right? Um, Last month, I was out of town for a conference trying to make sure that I kept my immune system intact. You know, when you're around different people, um, you got to be extra careful. Um, And admittedly, I was concerned about traveling at the end of February. The thought crossed my mind several times about whether I should have traveled for um, the conference, but I tried to make, uh, take all of the necessary precautions, um, you know. So, but I think that's when the reports of the coronavirus seem to be amplified, where the news reports of the virus's impact were getting closer, uh, closer to home, you know. And then in March, there was this complete turn. Um, so I think it was. March 13th, here in the state of Illinois, where Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that schools throughout the state were going to be closed from March 17th through March 30th. Now, my children's school district closed all schools effective March 16th through April 3rd. So there was an initial extension for their school district. Um, And then their spring break was already scheduled during one of the weeks of the district-wide closure. So uh, my children are technically, this is their spring break week this week, although my youngest uh, child, her school district changed spring break from this week to next week. So that was a huge adjustment for me yesterday on Monday because I thought everybody was on spring break. I didn't have to wake anybody up and tell them to get online and do their assignments, but that's neither here nor there. I'm on track now. Um, but Then, um, just one week later, on March 19th, the city of Chicago's mayor, Lori Lightfoot, announced that the third largest school district in the country, Chicago Public Schools, was extending their school closure until April 20th. And then the next day, on March 20th, Governor Pritzker announced that the statewide school closure was extended from March 30th to April 7th. In just a blink of an eye, our world was completely, um, just completely changed. And I won't go uh, too deep into my thoughts about COVID-19 itself. Um, That may be for another time, but I would like to talk about how life has changed for all of us and what this means for us. Um, I've had a lot of time to think about the impact this pandemic has had. Um, I had to stop and reflect, honestly, on the blessings that, that, you know, have been bestowed upon me as well as my family. You know, COVID-19 has impacted all of us in so many different ways. And while the news seems to hit us out of nowhere in terms of just how much of a crisis this is, I'm trying to look at the silver lining with all of this. Um, When the news first hit that the schools were closing and my high school sophomores and seventh graders were going to to, uh, transition to e-learning, I had to act immediately. Um, Now, we're a household that has access to technology. We have a computer in the home. We have internet. But that setup wasn't going to work for four people who were going to need access to technology at the same time for an indefinite amount of time. And without thinking twice about it, 
I went to Best Buy. I purchased three laptop Chromebooks. And I remember the salesman suggesting that I get one Chromebook and have my children share it. Um, Well, considering that my twins needed to be logged in, you know, to complete work for their seven classes at the same time, that setup, that just was not going to work. So I felt like I had no other choice but the purchase of three laptops. Um, Now, I don't want you all to think that I just have money to splurge because that is the furthest thing from my reality. Um, But I was able to take advantage of 0% financing on that tech purchase. Um, You know, and the only reason that I was able to do that is because I'd been exercising my due diligence of maintaining my credit and changing how I use credit. And so I even had to explain to my children, you know, that we have to use credit wisely and that we were fortunate that I was in a position to make that type of purchase. And I don't take that lightly because the first thought that crossed my mind as I took my teens to the store to purchase these laptops was a number of single moms, whether they're divorced, widowed, never married, what have you, um, who were trying to figure out child care for their children, who were going to be at home for the next three weeks or so, and then how, how those moms were still going to be expected to show up for work. Because at that point, you know, everybody was still expected to continue business as, as usual, at least for those of us who, you know, were um, are in the workforce. Um, so I realized the impact that this situation also had um, on dads, as well as working couples in general. So this is just not a situation that only, you know, impacts a certain segment of the population, but of course, it um, this has impacted us in different ways. Um, I also thought about the autonomy that I have um, as far as making the decision to implement a work-from-home policy for my staff before my entire university transitioned to a full-fledged work-from-home practice um, during this time period that the schools are closed um, in the state of Illinois. So I didn't have to stress myself out about um, physically leaving my home to go to work daily um, during this pandemic. I didn't have to think about, you know, what was I going to do with my children, although I have older children. Um, but that wasn't um, the reality that I had to had to deal with. Um, and then I was immediately aware of the digital divide that is rampant, not only in our various communities, but within the state. And just within the country, just in general, you know, um, the inequities that exist are definitely apparent and heightened right now. Everyone doesn't have access to technology. And with that being the reality, like you've got to think about how families are responding during this time. I know one thing is for certain you have have um, got to get creative and, and sometimes simply get back to basics. But at the end of the day, there is definitely a digital divide and a lack of equity as it relates to access to resources for everyone. And that's just the reality. And let's be honest. I mean, this pandemic has taken us by complete surprise and many of us weren't prepared for it, especially from a financial aspect. 
Um, when you think about states like New York and California, for example, um, I know the pandemic hit many residents of those states quickly. At least I know, you know, for California in particular, I mean, they have 40 million people in the state of California. And I have a couple of uh, friends who live in California and the pandemic has impacted them in different ways. Uh, one of my friends is quarantined and is able to work from home. Um, but my other friend works in an industry that relies on the public, um, relies on their customers. And unfortunately, they've already experienced a shift in their employment status as a result because their industry was unable to remain operational during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so there are some, some aspects, you know, of our financial life that aren't within our control. Like we aren't able to control how much sick time our employers are willing to give us or how much medical treatment our health insurance will cover. And if you're uninsured and get sick during this time, you know, you can expect to pay hundreds of dollars, if not more, to be tested for the COVID-19 virus. And let's not talk about the fact that there aren't enough test kits or access for folks to get tested if, if, if needed. Um, you know, and then we're not even sure how much it would cost for treatment. Um, the other financial implications are the emergency fund, um, that so many of us may not have and, and then having sufficient cash on hand. So let's face it, you know, as a society, we've been conditioned not to keep cash on hand because everything seems to operate around credit. And it's important now more than ever, um, to try to find ways to cut expenses, you know, during this time of uncertainty. We just don't know how long, um, you know, this will last or how this will play out. So if you're not prepared, I want to suggest, you know, if you are able, that you start to implement small, actionable plans to prepare for the long-term effects. Um, and our state leaders, they've urged us to practice social distancing, um, to flatten the curve of COVID-19, but there are some who aren't taking heed to the call. And this places all of us in harm's way. And I know that social distancing can be a bit of a challenge. And this new reality is difficult for many of us, but it has to be done. And sometimes you are forced to do things that you either do not want to do or you feel that you don't have time to do. Um, you know, and I've tried to look at the silver lining in this time of uncertainty um, and this time of, you know, our new reality of social distancing and, and this stay at home mandate that's been implemented for us here in um, the state of Illinois and other states around the country. And pretty soon, I mean, who knows how how um, extensive the stay at home mandate is going to be. Um, but for months, I've been saying that I needed a break um, for months. I've been trying to to make time just to get back on track um, after what has been a draining two years from a personal aspect, um, from a personal perspective. And 
I didn't sit down on my own. Um, And it's just, it's really funny how life works. You know, we don't do the things that we need to do until we are forced to sit down. And I, like so many other people, are looking at this situation of the pandemic as God's way of telling us to sit down. I know that um, I needed to get out of my own way and sit down. You know, I had a daily round trip commute from work and home of three hours. That's 15 hours a week. And that's on a good day. I mean, on a good week or what have you. And then once I got home, I had to attend different meetings or transport my children to and from different activities. And by the time I got home, I was too exhausted to cook dinner, which often resulted in quick trips for carryout or cooking the quickest meal possible. Then I stayed up late every single night trying to catch up on things that needed to be taken care of on the home front. And unfortunately, you know, I don't have anyone to share the enormous amount of responsibilities that I have um, with. It all falls on me. And so I've concluded that I needed this time for reflection. I needed this time for repentance, too. But reflection and restoration. And quite frankly, you know, my mind, body and spirit was on overdrive and I've been running myself ragged. Let's face it, you know, we are a society where everything is about instant access and instant gratification. So much so that I think we have lost track of what's important. And many of us have forgotten the importance of getting back to basics because we've been inundated with so much that we've lost perspective and insight on so many things. So I want to challenge you, just as I am challenging myself during this historic time, to do two things. So I'm challenging you to take time to reflect on your life, um, decisions you've made, and decisions that you need to make to prepare for a better tomorrow. Reflection is an opportunity to conduct an assessment of why and how things occurred, and what needs to be done. I think all of us can use this time for self-reflection. I think that this period of reflection will definitely help us put life in perspective, and we need that. You know, this is the wake-up call. Um, Secondly, use this time for restoration. Um, Restoration is so important because it's, basically your opportunity to repair or renew. So repair things that aren't going so well in your life. Uh, Renew, like recommit yourself. Um, You know, during this time of restoration, think about um, the aspects of life that you've been ignoring and just haven't made the time to focus on. Um, Perhaps you need to restore your health, um, your health goals um, and the good spirit that you once had, or maybe you need to restore your relationship with God and focus on your faith. Whatever you've neglected, please take take the time to work on restoring it. Um, some of us 
have lost ourselves, you know, during periods of stress, loneliness, or change. You can work on restoration by practicing appreciation and gratitude for the many blessings, you know, that you've received. And not focus on um, the things that you don't have or the things that you, you know, hasn't worked out well for you. Um, You know, so you can also eat right and exercise um, because many of us have health issues that have gone unaddressed. Um, And then you can treat yourself, especially those of us who are always giving ourselves to others and have placed ourselves at the bottom of the to do list. You can reach out to friends and family, you know, that you may have lost a connection with or you may have been too busy to keep up with. And, and just finally try something new. Be creative. Um, I promise you, I promise you, um, God wants you to practice some R&R because so many of us have forgotten what that means and what that looks like. We all need to sit down for a moment. This is our wake-up call to realize the necessity of R&R, the necessity of reflection and restoration. From a spiritual perspective, you know, I believe God is displaying dissatisfaction with us as a people. There are many scriptures in the Bible and the Holy Quran that refer to the wrath that God will place on us. Um, one that comes to mind is in Second Chronicles. Um, I think it's chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, where God says to Solomon, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. You know, this is also a time where we cannot operate in fear. And the only fear that one should have is the creator of all things, God. And so I pray that during this time of uncertainty, that you continue to find the silver lining in this mandated quarantine or social distancing by practicing reflection and restoration. Be safe and be well, my friends. Until next time, don't forget to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at lightituppodcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, Light it up and shine bright like a diamond.